Hello, and welcome to Catholicism in the Car. My name is Parker Zerbal. I want to continue once again talking about this argument uh, against contraception from natural reason. Now, I guess the term natural reason is kind of a redundant term. Um, reason, insofar as it is reason, is always. It will always lead us to the best end according to our natures. We have kind of worked through this issue a bit so far, and have, I think, figured out that the basis for anti-contraceptive morality is one from nature, but not nature in the biological sense, um, because contraception can involve uh, you know, things that are purely natural acts, such as the sin of omen. Uh, also, you know, more particularly described as uh, when a man spills his seed during the sexual act to cause a contraception, a contraceptive act. Okay, so that is a purely natural form of contraception. So, but it, <laughs> but it would still be considered morally wrong by the church, and I would hope by virtually every Christian out there, because Christians especially Protestants, tout themselves as being Bible-believing Christians who generally take the Bible quite literally, at least evangelicals do. And on a side note, I have heard that there are some evangelicals and maybe like conservative mainline Protestants who are, who are moving back towards an anti-contraceptive morality. Anyway. We found out this cannot really be argued from, say, biological nature, but it can be argued from metaphysical nature. Now, I don't know if I've ever explained this, what metaphysics is. In Aristotle's, uh, Aristotle being the uh, philosopher of the mid-300s BC, I believe, uh, who was the, the student of Plato. Plato was the student of Socrates. Um, Aristotle uh, has a corpus of works, and in it, it's kind of like a, a textbook, or his, you, could, you could almost say it's his class notes from himself being at the Platonic school of theology, the Platonic school of philosophy. And what happens in his works is they're, they're quite systematically laid out. You start talking about uh, general categories, and then you get into, you know, more particular categories of things. Then you talk about, uh, I think physics is next, um, and then it's what is after physics. And in Greek, uh, after physics, that that phrase is metaphysics. Meta being the word for after in Greek. So metaphysics. It's that thing that comes after physics. 
Aristotle's lineup of his works. Now, the reason I think Aristotle places uh, this metaphysics after physics is because uh, metaphysics truly is beyond physics, and, and that is that is another translation of the word meta is beyond. So it's beyond the physical world. It's beyond physics. Okay, um, and there have been many people in the modern age who have derided metaphysics and said it's just you know it's useless armchair philosophy. Uh, now, now my question to that is, what is philosophy except like really armchair philosophy? Uh, uh, when it stops being that, it becomes generally becomes something else. It starts blending itself with other disciplines and kind of loses its place in the academic world. Now, I mean, not, not armchair philosophy specifically. There are things in philosophy that can be done, you know, outside of the armchair, you could say. But, but in my estimation, the other disciplines of philosophy that grow from metaphysics, such as the philosophy of science, uh, uh, ethics, uh, logic, all these things, they, they do flow, uh, they have to flow from a certain uh, position upon this metaphysics. And, and, and metaphysics is, is uh, the categories of metaphysics are things like we've been talking about. Now, these were later parceled out more in the Middle Ages, but uh, the difference between realism, nominalism, and then as you continue on in history with Protestant uh, revolt and the Enlightenment, you get uh, kind of a further nominalism, a further theistic type of nominalism, uh, which from which sprouts certain amount of, of skepticism, uh, which kind of accumulates in David Hume in the, what would that have been, in the, in the 18th century. So, uh, and, then, and then from there you get a lot of the very, very modernist uh, points of view start to come around, culminating in someone like Nietzsche in the early 20th century. And, and these people, they start to get so far, uh, uh, so far, uh, so far afoul from, from their, their basic metaphysical roots that they start to think that their roots do not exist, but that they're, they're just useless. And I would say that is quite a dangerous place to be. If, if one cannot see the metaphysical roots of their thoughts, whether realist or not, that is a, a Certainly, a, a less than ideal place to be for, for someone doing uh, philosophy. Okay. Well, we will pick up. We will pick up where this left off. And I hope you all have a great day.